Hi, my name is Randy Longstreet, and this is All the Rage. Today's podcast will be the first in a series of 2020 presidential candidate breakdowns. The goal of this series is to shed some light into the candidates that have announced their bid for the 2020 election against incumbent Donald Trump. Throughout this series, I will pick one candidate, offer some background, voting record, policy stances, and any other information that I feel is important for people to know when making their decision on what is sure to be a historic election. Today our spotlight is on Kamala Harris, the junior United States Senator from California since 2017. She is a member of the Democratic Party, and she previously served as the 32nd Attorney General of California from 2011 to 2017, and as the District Attorney of San Francisco from 2004 to 2010. She officially announced her campaign to run for president on January 21st, 2019. Kamala Devi Harris was born on October 20th, 1964, in Oakland, California, to Shyamala Gopalan and Donald Harris. Her mother, Shyamala, was a breast cancer scientist that emigrated to the United States from Madras, which is now Chennai, in India, in 1960. Her father, Donald Harris, is a Stanford University economics professor who immigrated from Jamaica in 1961 for graduate study in economics at University of California, Berkeley. Harris's parents divorced when she was seven years old, and Shyamala was granted custody of her and her sister in a court-ordered settlement. Her mother moved the children to Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Kamala graduated from Westmont High School in Quebec and then went on to attend Howard University in Washington, D.C. She majored in political science and economics. Harris was a freshman class representative on the Liberal Arts Student Council, was a member of the debate team, and joined the Alpha chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority. In 1989, Kamala earned her Juris Doctor from University of California Hastings College of Law and was admitted to the State Bar of California in 1990. Kamala has a long-standing history of supporting liberal ideology. Harris has supported Medicare for All. In a Vox article written by Jeff Stein, which will be linked in the script, from August 30th, 2017, which I will be loosely quoting from, Harris, speaking to a town hall that Wednesday night, said that she would be co-sponsoring Senator Bernie Sanders' upcoming single-payer health care bill. When talking to 700 people at a church in Oakland, California, Harris became the first Senate Democrat to publicly announce her support for Sanders' legislation. Quote, I'll break some news. I intend to co-sponsor the Medicare for All bill because it's just the right thing to do, said Harris, who is widely seen as a leading Democratic presidential candidate for 2020. She added with a laugh, somebody should tell my staff. Harris has also openly advocated for the legalization of recreational marijuana, announcing her support for New Jersey Senator Cory Booker's Marijuana Justice Act on Twitter. Quote, Making marijuana legal at the federal level is the smart thing to do, and it's the right thing to do. Today, I'm announcing my support for at Cory Booker's Marijuana Justice Act. End quote. According to Congress.gov, the Marijuana Justice Act Senate Bill 1689 of the 115th Congress can be described as such. 
This bill amends the Controlled Substance Act to remove marijuana and tetrahydrocannabinols from Schedule 1 and to eliminate criminal penalties for an individual who imports, exports, manufactures, distributes, or possesses with intent to distribute marijuana. It prohibits and reduces certain federal funds for a state without a statute legalizing marijuana. If the Bureau of Justice Assistance determines that such a state has a disproportionate arrest rate or disproportionate incarceration rate for marijuana offenses, the bill directs federal courts to expunge convictions for marijuana use or possession. Finally, it establishes in the Treasury the Community Reinvestment Fund. Amounts in the fund may be used by the Department of Housing and Urban Development to establish a grant program to reinvest in communities most affected by the war on drugs. Harris has also been wildly supportive of Dreamers. I'm pulling from an LA Times article written by Sarah D. Wire, October 25th, 2017. Quote, I will not vote for an end-of-the-year spending bill until we are clear about what we are going to do to protect and take care of our DACA young people in this country. Continuing, each day in the life of these young people is a very long time, and we've got to stop playing politics with their lives, end quote. Harris was also a player in the national mortgage settlement against five banks, Ally Financial, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Citibank, and Chase. According to the Department of Justice, the National Mortgage Settlement can be described as such. The National Mortgage Settlement is the largest consumer financial protection settlement in United States history. The National Mortgage Settlement settles certain state and federal investigations relating to mortgage servicing abuses, including abuses in the bankruptcy process. After initially leaving the talks due to her belief that the deal was too lenient, Kamala rejoined them and secured $12 billion of debt reduction for California homeowners and $26 billion overall. Some of the funding would go to state housing, counseling services, and legal help for struggling homeowners, also forgiving over 23,000 homeowners' debt that had agreed to sell their homes for less than the mortgage loan. Later, she introduced the California Homeowners Bill of Rights in the California State Legislature, a package of several bills that would give homeowners more options when fighting to keep their home. The bill, which took effect on January 1, 2013, banned the practice of dual tracking, processing a modification and foreclosures at the same time, and robo-signing, and provided homeowners with a single point of contact at their lending institution. It also gave the California Attorney General more power to investigate and prosecute financial fraud and to convene special grand juries to prosecute multi-county crimes instead of prosecuting a single crime county by county. The Sacramento Bee reported on one of the first cases of a homeowner using the bill to stop Bank of America from foreclosing on his home. In an article by PolitiFact on August 3rd of 2018, Kamala Harris spoke out about critics of identity politics. Quote, I have a problem, guys, with that phrase, identity politics. Because let's be clear, when people say that, it's a pejorative. That phrase is used to divide and it is used to distract. Its purpose is to minimize and marginalize issues that impact all of us. It is used to try and shut us up. Harris also co-signed California Legislature Assembly Bill AB 2501, 
a bill that eliminated the, quote, gay panic tactic for criminal defendants. Per the Williams Institute, which will be linked in the sources, I can quote, On September 27, 2014, California Governor Jerry Brown signed into law AB 2501, legislation that prohibits the use of, quote, gay panic, end quote, end quote, transgender panic, end quote, defenses to reduce murder charges to manslaughter in criminal trials. The passage of this bill makes California the first state in the country to prohibit the use of gay and transgender panic defenses through legislation. AB 2501 ensures that defendants cannot use gay and transgender panic defenses in an attempt to lower a charge from murder to manslaughter or to escape conviction in California. Additionally, it ensures that such a defense cannot be used in cases of lesser charges such as assault. As it pertains to crime, Harris is mostly liberal, and I'm going to take this from theissues.org. She doesn't want to require cops to wear body cams, acknowledges that certain communities distrust police, imprison violent criminals, not the nonviolent ones, make fighting transition transnational gangs a top priority, and personally oppose the death penalty, and as a DA, she never pursued it. So clearly, Kamala has a solid track record of progressive and leftist action and belief. Her work against the big banks to protect vulnerable homeowners, adamacy to protecting dreamers, fight for a $15 minimum wage, work to protect minorities, work in conviction to legalizing medical marijuana on a federal level, endorsing and supporting Bernie Sanders and also his Medicaid for all, it all puts her in the spotlight as one of the better candidates for the involving Democrat voting base, as the left has moved to more progressive ideals than their historically center-left philosophy. However, she does face a few potential pratfalls, one being that she's in the freshman class of senators, and many people don't know too much about her, which actually could lead to an issue number two, her potential cover-up of Catholic priest abuses in California. I'm pulling from a San Francisco Weekly article, it was archived, but it was written June 2nd, 2010, by Matt Smith. Quote, Was Kamala Harris merely sloppy when she failed to disclose a crime lab scandal and the criminal backgrounds of police who were trial witnesses, or does she have a policy of, quote, when in doubt, keep secrets? San Francisco Weekly's attempts to attain her office's files on Catholic clergy abuse under the State Public Records Act suggest Harris favors concealment over transparency. The records at issue may contain answers to a question of great public concern that has consumed international headlines during recent weeks. What did senior Catholic officials know, and what did they do behind the scenes while priests accused of molesting children were shielded from punishment? I've also linked that full article in the script, as it's a little bit too much to go into right now. But this is a potential hurdle for Kamala, with some of the political commentators on the right already attempting to use it against her. One such commentator, Tommy Lahren, tweeting, quote, Now that Kamala Harris is running for president, will she explain why she attempted to cover up years of child exploitation at the hands of the Catholic clergy? clergy end quote. Now, Kamala will either have to explain her refusal to disclose pertinent information or ignore the jeers from her rivals across the aisle and hope her populist message will be enough to sway voters in her corner. However it shakes out, I guess we'll have to wait to see. 
I would like to extend a thank you for supporting this podcast. This was part one of my series giving a brief rundown of potential 2020 presidential candidates. You can now find All the Rage on Stitcher, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, and Radio Public, and of course, Anchor. If you know of a service that you would like to hear All the Rage, you can request it via anchor.fm slash alltherage. I've been your host, Randy Longstreet, and as always, be good.